what's going on everybody this is the first official recording for the j raw wrestling podcast episode one this is may 2nd 2019 uh today i just this is will be the first official recording for my podcast i have uh some preview episodes up already on soundcloud.com slash one struggle radio also a little preview of my partner in crime dj hardcore from hardcore productions and uh pretty much today is the first official recording later on this weekend i'll probably do a video and have audio as well of review of ring of honor also going to do nxt uk and 205 live and also after the, do this episode tonight also going to do the nxt review so without further ado oh yeah make sure you go to uh one struggle radio on youtube like i said soundcloud make sure you check us out and uh like i said without further ado we're gonna get started now the way the format of my podcast gonna go hopefully i'll be able to have guests and um also be able to do interviews and stuff like that to bring to you guys that you'll be able to get the exclusives on Patreon. Going to do a lot of things. Tonight I just decided to do the audio for it because, uh, you know, watching Sixers game plus just wanted to get this in. Shout out to the Sixers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, this is a wrestling podcast. So, like I said, without further ado, we the way it's going to start is I'm um, going to have the highlights because... Everybody listen to a bunch of Raw and SmackDown podcasts, stuff like that. So I'm not going to go in depth to everything. Just a couple bullet points from each show. You know what I'm saying? Giving my thoughts on them and stuff like that. And then after I do that, take a little quick break. Then we're going to come back into some other wrestling news of the week. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with the other promotions that I get down with. All right. So here we go. We're going to get into the Raw highlights from your boy right here first off we're gonna start off with alexa bliss announced that the money in the bank contestants and yes we are gonna have money in the bank in a couple weeks which is may 19th from our stand it's coming from hartford connecticut all right so the raw representatives for money in the bank you'll have braun Strowman, ricochet drew mcintyre and baron corbin all right. Then after that was announced, you had the Good Brothers come out and have a little match against the Usos. And yes, you have the Good Brothers on Smack on Raw now. They moved from SmackDown to Raw. So now you have um, the Good Brothers. You have the Usos. You have Hawker and Ridings. Uh, uh, who else? I think AOP for now. Uh, definitely got the Usos because they had the match with the Usos. And then after that match, after the match was over, the Usos had a little video where they chumped the Revival in the shower. So we ain't going to get into that. Next, after that, you had Miz TV and he had a, a Bobby Lashley on it, which that set up a match. And after that match, based on interference from uh, Shane McMahon, the Miz was backstage hurt, so he basically cut a promo and challenged Shane to a steel cage match at Money in the Bank in a couple weeks. So we'll get into that later 
whether or not Shane accepts that challenge or not. So after that, you had Alexa Bliss with her Moment of Bliss segment announce the women's Money in the Bank contestants for the Raw side. And it was announced it was Data Brooke, Natalia, and Naomi. And then Alexa Bliss fashion doing her announced herself as the fourth contestant in the Money in the Bank. And the way she sold it was pretty nice. Everybody know how Alexa Bliss do. So after that, you had another Firefly uh, Funhouse promo from Bray Wyatt. And everybody's pretty much loving these uh, promos that uh, Bray Wyatt doing on some um, Twisted Demented Pee-wee's Funhouse with his twist on it. In this episode episode of that, he had uh, did a little tribute to Bob Ross type painting. And he was painting... When he was doing a flashback on um, when the house burnt down and Sister Abigail was in it a couple years ago. It was, was alright. It was pretty funny. So then after that, you had uh, Becky and Lacey Evans getting to a nasty brawl after Becky cut a promo on her and Charlotte. for um, Becky's supposed to be facing the both of them at um, Money in the Bank in a couple weeks. Facing Lacey for the Raw Women's belt and then facing um charlotte for the smackdown belt so after you know becky had cut that promo that's when they had lacy just came out and they just got into it it was it was pretty dope how they set it up then after that you had Sami Zayn pretty much cut a promo holding the wwe universe accountable for creating a toxic environment now this is pretty interesting the way sammy cut this promo due to the fact he was coming off like he was the voice of Vince McMahon, basically um, stating his displeasure, holding the fans accountable of wanting the fans to decide to leave. But we all know who he was taking a shot at. And we'll we'll get into that a little later on, my thoughts about what's going on with the E right now. So after Sammy cut his promo, you had um, a match between Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. And pretty much Ray went over pretty nice on Samoa Joe. You know what I'm saying? How the baby face in peril do what he do. And Ray's been doing that for over 20, almost damn near 30 years. So it's nothing you, nothing less expected of him to do that. So after um, Ray went over on Samoa Joe, he was going towards the back. And then Dominic came out and put Ray on his shoulders. So that was pretty cool. Then at the end of the night, you had the final somewhat main event segment, you can say, of the contract signing between AJ and Seth Rollins. And pretty much the way they set that up, that just amped their feud up a little bit because they got to build it up due to the fact um, AJ was just announced last week as the number one contender, you know, winning his triple threat match and then winning the main event against Baron Corbin. So, you know, it was nice how... um, AJ uh, put Seth through the table, throwing an inkling out there, but it's not hard to see that AJ's going to get a turn uh, heel now. Now, he was a face on SmackDown. Remember, he was the he's AJ Styles, the house that he built SmackDown. But he flipping the script and being a heel, and it would be even more interesting if he link up with his good brothers. Hey, they back on SmackDown, and due to the fact that 
Carl Anderson and um, Lou Gallows, they aren't signing new new contracts. And I think I do believe their contracts end up in the fall, sometimes September, October. I'm not sure. So they're definitely planning not to stay with WWE too long. So it would be nice for them to get a little run with AJ before they do bow out. Now we're going to get into the SmackDown highlights. Now SmackDown was pretty, in my opinion, was pretty good. Some not so much in the ratings tell a different story. So it starts off with Kofi getting interviewed by Michael Cole. And he shows a serious side. He ain't coming down with no pancakes, nothing like that. And, um, you know, but Cole did uh, reflect on his win at uh, WrestleMania, you know, the fact that KO turned on him. Then after that, KO come out, Kevin Owens, and he says that Kofi doesn't deserve to be the WWE champion. He didn't deserve getting his WrestleMania moment. He's a B-plus player. You know, uh, KO whole entire stick. So after KO was... Um, Cutting the promo on Kofi, how he didn't deserve it. All of a sudden, Xavier comes out. And Xavier tried to sneak KO, but KO turned around with a nice super kick and nailed Xavier. You know what I'm saying? Causing Xavier to have to go to the back. Kofi helped him. So after that, you had a match between Bailey versus Becky. And the man did what the man do, and she went over on Bailey and gave her the disarmor, which was nice. That match was pretty good. But then after that, you had Charlotte Flair attack both Bailey and Charlotte. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Bailey and Becky. And the fact that she attacked Becky was the further they feud that they gonna have on uh, Money in the Bank, the match for the women's uh, SmackDown belt. So after that, you had uh, Alistair Black cut a promo about striking fear in his opponents, and and this promo was pretty good. You know, you can tell how they are going to be um, making Aleister Black a heel and playing more to his underworld uh, character, Dark Side. So it's interesting to see once he does start wrestling back again, how they're going to change his character up. So next you had the Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys, you had them come out. And th- this was not a nice segment, but unfortunately, you know, Jeff had to um, drop the SmackDown tag belt with Matt due to the fact that it's been confirmed that Jeff has to get knee surgery due to a knee injury he had a couple years ago when he was in impact and tore his knee up pretty bad in a motorcycle accident. So um, after that, they were starting to cut that promo. All of a sudden, you had Lars come out, and naturally he attacked Matt. And then once he checked Matt, he tried to attack Jeff. But then you had R-Truth come out and hit him with a chair. You know what I'm saying? And then the chair really didn't do nothing. Lars shook that off like the, the big bruiser he is and just hit his finisher to freak accident. And then he hit a run, a nice running powerbomb, which I think is going to probably be his new finisher too. And, you know, he laid R-Truth out. So after that, you had the announcement of the SmackDown men's representatives in the Money in the Bank match. And you have Ali, you have Baylor, Finn Balor, you have Andrade, and then you have Randy Orton. So pretty much now it's going to be eight eight competitors that's going to be in the Money in the Bank match. The four from Raw 
which is Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and Baron Corbin. Then on SmackDown, you got Ali, Finn Balor, you have Andrade, and you have Randy Orton. All right. Then after that was announced, you have Asuka and Kairi Sane in a tag match with some local talent. And then you had the Iconics that they were on commentary doing a usual Iconic stick. You know what I'm saying? And that match was pretty, pretty good. You know, it was good to see them uh, talk about Oscar and Kari Sane showing how they're developing a nice chemistry as far as a woman's tag team. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do take them belts off the Iconics the way they setting it up. You know what I'm saying? But also, I wouldn't be surprised... If Oscar and Carson do win, that you might get the team of Piper, Nevin, and Tony Storm from NXT UK challenge them or challenge whoever still has them because I think they will make a great uh, tag team. And then off of that, you'll have them going against each other for the women's NXT UK belt. Would probably be pretty amazing. But after the um, Carson and Oscar match. You had Deville and Sonya um, Deville and Mandy Rose backstage. And pretty much uh, Mandy Rose was saying she talked to Shane. And Shane was telling them that he was going to put one of them in the women's money in the bank match. So, you know, the way they played it off, Mandy was like, I think you deserve it. You know, you're more, you're better. You know what I'm saying? But Sonya stopped and was like, look, Mandy, we all know. You should be in a match. I mean, you did have an opportunity to almost beat Oscar, So, they were cool playing it off Koi, but I don't know. I think it's something there, especially with Sonya. So, next, you had Roman come out, do his usual Roman, you know, big dog. This is my yard promo. Then he got interrupted by Shane. Now, when he got interrupted by Shane, first Shane said, you know, he accepted his match against the Miz for money in the bank for the steel cage. So real quick, you have it confirmed. Shane versus Miz in the steel cage and money in the bank, and that should be a good match. Now after Shane accepted that, he decided to make a two-on-one handicap match. And Roman's like, against who? And all of a sudden, who you had come back on SmackDown? B-team, B-team, go, 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 yes. The B team in a two-on-one handicap match versus Roman Reigns. Pretty much everybody knew the result of that. Roman went over on the B team. But the twist was with this match, Elias was the special enforcer. And Elias did his little thing. Tried to hit him with a guitar or whatever like that. But, you know, the big dog stood his ground. It didn't really work. So after that, you had a match with... Finn Balor and Ali teaming up going against Andrade and Randy Orton. And I like how they letting Andrade starting to cut promos in English. And his English is getting better. Granted, it's a little broken, but it is getting better. And then you had Balor and Ali going over on Orton and Andrade. And Ali was able to hit his finisher, the uh, 450 splash. And then after the match, you had Randy Orton out of nowhere hit RKO on um, Finn Balor. But once he did that, boom, Ali hit him with a nice super kick and made Orton fly out the ring. So the end SmackDown, you had KO, had the Kevin Owens show, and he invited um, Woods on the KO show. 
Now, the thing that was funny and that was dope doing Kevin Owens, he had uh, two figurines. He had um, Big E and he had Xavier Woods. And he had Big E with his leg wrapped up, which was <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> So once he was cutting the promo, he's like, you know what? I'm getting tired of this. He kicked the kicked the chair that he had him the figurine set up on. So then he called Woods to come out, but Woods never came out. Kofi came out, and Kofi came out serious hell because he was pissed on the fact that how he had super kicked Woods earlier in the night. So pretty much Kofi was doing him, and he was just beating uh, KO down to the point where he chased KO through the crowd. And Kofi was just standing on, you know, on the top turnbuckle, just challenging uh, KO to come on. But KO just was staring at him and SmackDown went off. So pretty much there you have the results from Raw and uh, SmackDown. My opinion, SmackDown was definitely a little better than Raw. Raw wasn't too bad. You know, it, it, it was, like everybody say, a chore, but it wasn't too bad to watch. SmackDown... Was was a little better. Could have been better more, but with all the changes going on in creative, we'll get into that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just crazy. So, you know, speaking into getting into that and other news that's going on in the week, we're going to take a little break real quick, and then I'm going to come back with the rest of the news going down in wrestling this week. Like I said, this is the first episode of the J-Raw podcast. Make sure you check me out on or check me and uh, my partner out, DJ Core, on One Struggle Radio at SoundCloud.com, also at YouTube.com. We also on Wix, you know what I'm saying? So, and we also have a Patreon for the artists to submit songs for the music podcast, which is One Struggle Radio. You can submit songs to uh, One Struggle Radio at Gmail.com. Also, you can check us out at Patreon.com/slash One. The number one struggle, then radio with a capital R A D I L. And then, you know, you can submit the songs. We play them as low as $5 a month. You know what I'm saying? You can get two songs played, $5 a month. So just check out the Patreon and check out more information we got. All right. And I'm going to take this little break. Peace. All right. And we're back with the rest of. The J Raw Wrestling Podcast, Episode One, for May Second, Twenty Nineteen. All right, so um, in the preview um, podcast I did uh, last week, I believe I did the uh, review for BTE Episode One Ninety Eight. Well, in this podcast today, I'm going to do a quick review. On the episode that um, was aired, well, was released uh, Monday, and that was, I believe, episode 149. Now, it starts off with Pentagon and Phoenix cutting a promo in Spanish, and Trevor and Arthur are behind the camera. Arthur says he wants to cut a promo, not gibberish. They end up kicking him out the room, <laughs> which was pretty funny because they, you know, were speaking in Spanish and you know how Trevor and uh, Arthur. I'm, I'm interested to see if that is actually Nick and probably Cody or somebody like that. That's Trevor and Arthur. But, you know, that whole stick is uh, pretty funny. And especially, you know, when uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon went to cut the promo, 
they couldn't understand him, so it was pretty funny. So after the intro, they come back. You have the Young Bucks talking about how they enjoy Easter at home and how they haven't had uh, been at home with their kids for Easter in quite a while, in some years. So they decided to do an Easter egg hunt, and they stuffed the eggs. Instead of with money, it was merch money that they can use on their website. And, you know, they showed the kids having a good time. So after that, you had Peter Avalon and Leva Bates. Um, this was pretty funny. First, you had Peter. He was talking to some guy, walked up, giving you props, saying, Oh, man, it's pretty cool how you are the librarian. But you know it's not just you. Peter gave a look like, what are you talking about? So next, you had Leva. And some guy walked up to Leva and said, Oh, congratulations. Pretty cool. You're a librarian. But you know it's two of you, right? Leva was like, Huh? So it's going to be interesting how this whole thing goes about with the whole librarians. All right. So next you had Christopher Daniels. And he's not with the rest of SoCal Uncensored. And this time he's with Kylie Ray and Penelope Ford. So because they helping him uh, fill in for Daniels and Scorpio. So Daniel get ready to do his whole, this is the worst town catchphrase. And Ray thinks it's kind of nice. And Daniels and Ford tried to correct her like, no, no, no. You're supposed to say this is the worst town. <laughs> but Ford then says she can't wait to get back to Philly. Daniel said, mm, that's not right either. You're supposed to put SoCal over. <laughs> and he says, explains the bit is supposed to be about Southern Cal being the best. Four says the traffic sucks. Ray thinks it's expensive there. They both mention the small. So and then by that time, Daniel's CD got pissed off. So <laughs> next they go to uh, Hangman. Hangman gives a full gear challenge update, but he says he can't do it, calling himself fat and skitty. Nick watches the footage and says he can't use it. Cody and Brandy are at draft day, draft day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pages in the background trying to work out. Rose is so bothered by how out of shape Paige is. <laughs> Matt is looking over the latest charges to the business account, including a $2,500 organic salmon cut to Omega and Omega Man still ordering more stuff <laughs> for the Fighter Fest. Then Young Bucks, they talk about getting into shape. And how tough they haven't had a real match since January. Where, you know, their opponents that's supposed to be a double or nothing, the Lucha Bros, been having matches at least three or four times a week. Which is true. Lucha Brothers been killing it right now. <laughs> they just was doing what? Impact Rebellion? Yeah. So, um, then it was uh, shown of Nick and Matt. They was working out. You know, showing, getting in shape. They did a little bit at the end of it. Practicing at Lucha Libre. So, you know, that I, I can't wait to see that match. Shout out to my bros from Russell Cave. They're uh, talking about launching, well, doing a watch party. You know, they'll have more info and hopefully soon I'll be going up on there. <laughs> but if not, you know, hopefully I'll have them as a guest up on a J-Raw Wrestling Podcast, you know, because we want big wrestling podcast family and community. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to grow this culture especially this wrestling culture you know what i'm saying so then you had um the end of it where beretta calls the bucks to find out what they got you know for him doing for double or nothing 
the Bucks said, oh, no, we forgot to book him. Okay, got an idea. So they was whispering back and forth. So he says, we got an idea for you. We'll put you on a pre-show battle. Beretta just starts spazzing. Oh, did he spaz? Bugging out, and he started lighting up a squ- He lighted up a Newport after that. <laughs> He's like, we'll see then. We'll see. Then they cut the Smokey T, uh, Chucky T. He was already smoking a cigarette at his crib. He said, ain't no way I'm doing a battle royal. And that's the end of that. So pretty much that was the episode of 149. Uh, what's been confirmed looks like the best friends will be on the uh, over-the-budget battle royal. Which I'm like, in my opinion, they should have had them go against Private Party. That would have been an awesome match. Oh, them versus Private Party? Oh, man. Then you got, um, you know, you still got uh, Hangman. Look like he having issues with that um, full gear challenge. Now, that match with him and Pac's going to be amazing. Um, real quick. Let's, I want to just touch on the uh, Nightmare uh, Double or Nothing video. And Cody did like a promo. Uh, basically, some have said that there was like a shot in the bow for um, the Attitude Era. You know, setting up. Because first, like I touched upon in the BTE review, you had Cody. I mean, not Cody. You had uh, Dustin had opportunity to do his promo. And he talked about what this match means to him. Well, this week you had Cody say, and it was, I listen, if you guys really are a fan of great wrestling promos been done or being done, you got to check out Cody's. It, he, he was the most, I watched it. I, I was charged up. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> You know, because it, it definitely was a shot. I don't think it was a more shot at the E per se. I think it was just probably that whole era of wrestling with Dustin being like one of the last. I don't want to say more so like the Cena Edge um, Punk era, not that era, more so. Mm, I guess Shawn Michaels, Triple H. I guess the way Cody set it up, it was supposed to have been like a rebuttal to them doing a little stitch stit at the Hall of Fame ceremony, WrestleMania weekend, when they was making fun of um uh Billy Gunn, Bando. He you know AEW hired him as producer, saying that piss hand company this and that, and I like how Cody. Did it subtle and you understood his promo and what he was talking about, what it the match was meaning to him as far as, you know, what they're doing is ushering in something brand new, something fresh. And then, you know, getting that opportunity of selling something with his older brother to close that chapter in that era and hopefully his brother be a part of the new era with AEW. All right, so that was like I said the episode with BTE. We're going to slide on into some other news. We got here, we got um for those who follow Lucha Underground. Uh this is straight a lot of this is 
um, news I'm getting ready to report and talk about is from WrestlingInc.com. Shout out to Wrestling Inc. Pretty much with the Lucha Underground lawsuits, uh, it's been law settled lawsuits with L. Hijo, Fantasma, Texano, Eva Lease, Joey Ryan, and Thunder Rosa. And I know Joey Ryan is a big um, guy on the independent. He the porno king, as I like to call him, with his whole stick with the lollipop and his pants and doing the ode to porn and boogie night. So that that's the whole thing with that. Thunder Rosa, for those who are aware, Thunder Rosa does wrestle on um, Ring of Honor. She's in the oh oh she's in the tag team with Holiday. Holiday, hang speaking of Holiday, but uh, <laughs> okay. The other thing is, according to Lucha Central, um, Mantasma, also known as Jeff Cobb and Ring of Honor, Famous B. Exo Lucius, who's also known in AEW as Sony Kiss, well, they're seeking legal action against Lucha Underground to get their release as well. So, so far, you got to settle lawsuits with the first um, four talents I named El Hijo, Fantasma, Texano, Ivelisse, Joy Ryan, and Thunder Rosa. They're out of their um, con. There's lawsuits settled. They out of their contracts. Now, you got Jeff Cobb, Matazma on um, Lucha Underground. He, him, Famous B, Exo Lucius, which is Sunny Kiss and AEW, they seeking legal action because they like, hey, if they got their contracts through lawsuit, it's time for us to get out of ours. Now, Southern Cal's Pro Wrestling News site, not... SoCal and Censored, that's an AEW, actual news site, SoCal and Censored. They're also reporting Lucha Underground threatened to send a cease and desist to NWA and Ring of Honor for using Willie Mack in the Crocker Club last Saturday. Because from my understanding, I think Willie Mack is still under contract with Lucha Underground. And by the way, Mack did drop the NWA North American belt to Cole Cabana last Saturday in the Crocker Club. Which I'll probably get a chance to try to watch that. I'm not going to do a review on it because a lot of other people done reviews on the Crack Club. I just want to watch it for myself because, you know, me, uh, Fischiano, a great wrestling. I, I just want to check it out. <laughs> All right. So some other news. We have my man, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. He released this dope video Hollywood production promo video he released on twitter and he's and it's also been reported that he plans to take booking starting in june and they already been speculating he can get up to seven grand per booking and get a lot more for signers and and i could see um my man dino getting that because he was you know pretty good before he came to wwe from my standing he was in czw he was Crazy on the deathmatch circuit. <laughs> a lot of my bros from Russell Cave, they tell me, yo, you you gotta we're gonna take you to a deathmatch. I don't know if I'm ready for a deathmatch. I've watched ECW, that's as far as the stream I go. Them death and Joey Janela. Shout out to Joey Janela. I watched Joey Janela and he's his deathmatch him and Jimmy Havoc is his deathmatch as I'm gonna go. <laughs> Alright, so now we also um have 
Kurt Angle talked about it on WrestleInc.com, his new role with WWE, and he revealed in the interview that he'll be transitioning into a backstage producer role, and he is willing to become an on-air manager for a wrestler if they ask him to. I think that's pretty dope, especially he signed the five-year deal. The only thing I'm not feeling is the fact that Vince um, pulled, well, Vince McMahon pulled him from StarCast and I seen on Russell Inc. He pulled him from something else. I, I don't think that's fair. I think, you know, long as he don't go to kayfabe and give any in-house secrets and nothing like that and just talk about Because I think Angle, all the thing he probably was going to do is just talk about the stuff in TNA. He might have touched on some WWE, but... The fact that he signed a contract and he know how Vince McMahon is, I don't think he was going to go too, too deaf. Same thing, well, I don't know about Taker. Taker's a different story because his whole character and how they want to keep the mystique. But, you know, uh, I'm glad that they is letting uh, Angle be a producer because he does have a lot of wrestling knowledge. And I think he will be great on matches and really helping WWE get back to where they need to be because once AEW hit the scene, especially double or nothing, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. <laughs> we'll talk about that. All right, so also we're going to go to one of my favorite promotions, Ring of Honor. They already announced the War Worlds Tour. I'll probably touch on when I do the video review for Ring of Honor in New Japan this weekend. I'll probably touch more on the War Worlds Tour, but basically... It's going to be from May 8th to May 12th. Uh, May 8th, they're going to be in Buffalo. May 9th, they're going to be in Toronto. May 11th, they're going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then in May 12th, they're going to end the tour in Chicago. And I think it's already been announced that the GODs is going to defend the title. I think it's Chicago. I'm not sure. But like I said, I'm going to have all that chefed up and ready to go this weekend when I do the... Uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan review. And I'm planning to do that as a video. So look out for that this weekend. As far as New Japan, we're going to talk about the, it's been announced, the best of the Super Juniors. That's going to start May 13th. Going to go all the way to June 5th. It's already been announced, 20 participants. Um, I'm going to go real, real in depth this weekend on them. But I'm just going to touch on all the 20 real quick. We got Raizuki Taguchi. We got Tiger Mask. We got Sho and Yo. We got Will Allspray. We got Taji Ishimori. We got El Desperado. We got Taka Michiroku. We got Katamaru from Suzuki Gun. We got Bushi from LIJ. We got my man Flip. Flip. Flip Gordon. We got Titan. I believe is from AAA. Or no, from CMLL. We got that villain, Marty Skrull. We got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion himself, Dragon Lee. We got Robbie Eagle. We got Jonathan Gresham. We got the boy Bandito. We got Shingo Tagui from um, LIJ. And they got a mystery opponent they're going to announce the night, the first night of the best of the Super Juniors. So, I'm really looking forward to that, and that starts May 13th. Um, 
I don't know. I'm going to figure out a strategy how I'm going to do my reviews for the best of the Super Juniors. I'm really looking forward to that. Got to make sure I pay my description. But <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the. I remember last year watching some of the best of the Super Juniors. And matter of fact, yeah, that's unfortunately, unfortunately, that's when um my man from LIJ that had a pet with Daryl. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he's out on a neck injury right now. That's when Dragon Lee gave him that wicked, uh, devastated. It was like a package tight German neck breaker, back breaker, and broke his neck. It was nasty. So, yeah, best of the Super Juniors. This is definitely a dope uh, tournament with New Japan that I enjoy. All right, um, we're going to go some more WWE news. It's been announced. The takeover date is Saturday, June 1st. The announcement was made uh, by a video with Kathy Lee, and she stated that more info will be announced this upcoming Monday via Triple H Twitter account. Uh, from my understanding at the NXT taping last night, which one thing, as much as I love NXT, NXT and NXT UK, one thing you will not catch J-Raw doing is any NXT spoilers, or any spoilers for that matter. Unless it's really, really worth it. But other than that, you won't get no spoilers on this podcast. Sorry, you about to go to the next one. No spoilers here. <laughs> anyway, also some more WWE news. We got a, the Saudi show that was already announced for now has been moved to Friday, June 8th. It's big surprises here. We got Goldberg been announced. Yes, Goldberg is coming back to the WWE. He will be at um, the Saudi show. In Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Also, Lesnar is scheduled to be there. The Undertaker and Roman Reigns is also announced for the show. Now, this is going to be towards the end of my podcast tonight. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, so far. Uh, real quick, like I said, you can check us out on SoundCloud.com right now. And also, YouTube.com for One Struggle Radio. That's where you can catch the J. Raw podcast at. Also, One Struggle Radio podcast. Uh, we are working very diligently to get on as much podcast platforms as we can, especially with the Patreon tier and what we're offering with these artists. That's why the Wix um, page that we have and, you know, that we're really working hard on for the artists. They really going to enjoy it. So uh, we're going to slide on to... Uh, Little editorial with the J Raw podcast. Basically, like I said, you know, giving you guys the structure of how the podcast gonna go. Especially this is the first episode towards the end of it. That's when I do my little editorial thoughts. You could just say the pre the view from the press. That's what you call this at the end. Basically, my views tonight. I'm gonna touch on all these issues going on with the E. Now, I just want to put this out there for everyone. I do. Love and enjoy WWE. I do spend my hard-earned money on WWE. I'm not 